Sundor Products, the makers of Texan brand fruit juices, are proud to be the exclusive national sponsors of Riders Radio Theater. Texan orange juice is available at local grocery stores in the canned fruit section. Fact. Each edition of the Sunday New York Times uses 500 acres of prime timberland. Fact. The initial printing of the new Jackie Collins novel uses 18,000 acres of prime timberland. Fact. The following half-hour cowboy radio show uses one number two pencil on the back of a recycled grocery bag. The choice is yours. But in searching for a half-hour of entertainment, you might ask yourself, what would an animal choose? Riders Radio Theater's on the air! Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers and Ranger Doug, the idol of America. This is Texas Big Spinner inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. We're gonna ride the rope, we wrangle the tune, we're gonna hoot and holler and holler at the moon. Every buck a red and buck a There's a place around the fire for you with Riders in the Sky. So come on and let's ride. And now with the 2,441st performance of their long, long trail of winding career, here are Riders in the Sky. Yes, thank you, Texas Dick Spender, and the voice that sold a million baby chicks over border radio. Thanks to those of you listening to us over the ether, in the airwaves, and those of you here in the beautiful, historic Emory Theater. We are, very briefly, riders in the sky, too slim, who bites the hand that feeds him. I'm Ranger Doug, idol of American youth, who likes the land that greets him. Woody Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers, fights the band that needs him. And Joey, the cowpolka king is a Chicago Cubs fan. Now, <laughs> let's go where there's a long, long trail of winding. <laughs> there's a long, long trail of winding into the land of my dreams where the nightingale is pining and the It's a long, long night of waiting until my dreams all come true. Till the day when I'll be going down that long, long trail with you.
dreams all come true Till the day when I'll be going Down that long, long trail with you Hey, old lady, old lady Oh, oh, oh Till the day when I'll be going Down that long, long trail with you Broke our hearts because we couldn't dance. You didn't even want us around. But we'll be back right after this message to really shake them down. Friends, the Cold War just came in and took a hot shower. The Persian Gulf is now just a neighborhood scuffle. There's sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows all over the planet. What does this mean to you, Ms. and Mr. Average Military Hardware Enthusiast? Plenty. Announcing the annual Mammoth NATO Garage Sale. Yes, the superpowers are cleaning out their basements and passing the savings on to you. Imagine your own hardened MX silo next to the doghouse out back. Fill it with decorative geraniums, or better yet, a surplus scud. Got a grudge against a noisy neighbor? Psychiatrists say, don't hold it in. Simply dial in the coordinates and hope for the best. <laughs> we have hundreds of Russian tank divisions all dressed up with nowhere to go. They'll bivouac in your driveway and accompany you to that potentially dangerous high school football game, that Guns N' Roses concert, that jog through Central Park. Talk about security. And landlords, are you plagued with deadbeat tenants? Ever consider a neutron bomb? Gets the bums out and leaves the furniture like new. The mammoth NATO garage sale. If it gets someplace in a big hurry and blows up big time, we've got it. Call 1-900-MY-BOMBS. That's 1-900-MY-BOMBS for a complete catalog. Order before midnight yesterday and receive absolutely free a professional fireworks display guaranteed to end life as you know it in your county. Fireworks like you've never seen. Simply light fuse and get away like 500 miles away. <laughs> That's the mammoth NATO garage sale. Call 1-900-MY-BOMBS and please don't tell them where you heard about it. And now back to Riders Radio Theater. Thank you, Texas Dick Spender. Time's rolled around once again, saddle pals. Yes, guest time's what I'm talking about. And Woody, who's going to be in the barrel tonight? Well, Ranger Doug, a lot of folks remember our guest tonight from his years with the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. He's since gone on to a successful solo career. Plays the banjo, fiddle, and guitar. He's got a brand new album out. He's just one of those cowboys who does it all. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome John McEwen. Yes. John. Thank you. Welcome to Riders Radio Theater. Well, Doug, what kind of people we got listening out there? We got older people, younger people. We have everything, and John, everybody loves Riders Radio Theater. <laughs> Any kids out there, you think? Oh, I bet there's hundreds. A lot of them in their second childhood, John. <laughs> well, I think my kids are listening to this, this one, and I'm going to play an old song I used to play for them because they'd see me. I played the banjo, and I'd sit around the house practicing, and it would be like, What's wrong with Daddy? <laughs> so... I mean, I didn't know what kids were. The closest I'd ever been to one was on TV, and then all of a sudden, I've got six of them. <laughs> well, I sure know how they felt about the banjo. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I guess your wife liked the banjo. <laughs> like she liked to get him away from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she got far away from <laughs> Well, let's not get into that. <laughs> this kind of turns into therapy after a while, doesn't it? You people are saving about 80 bucks an hour. Yeah? No, wait, we are. <laughs> well, here's an old song uh, called Grandfather's Clock. For the Guns N' Roses fans, tick tock, tick tock. <laughs> Thank you. John great, John. That's really something. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Thank you very much. Wonderful. Great. Say, John's ever scary to be out on the road by yourself? Well, not really. Um, what really scares me is, is when uh, the page isn't turned to the right thing. It <laughs> <laughs> scares Woody a lot, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like to play solo, Woody, but you know, there's this thing I have. Sometimes I feel like there's... Some little phobias that everybody has, though. Oh, yeah, yeah everybody has phobias, sure. sure. Yeah. What's your phobia, too, Slim? Well, I have Freeburg phobia. Freeburg phobia? What's yeah, that? that's, that's the fear that someday Stan Freeburg is going to show up here and demand royalty payments for all the jokes I've stolen from. <laughs> rumble, rumble, rumble. A lot, a lot of money. Now, cut that out. He might be listening. Well, what about you, Ranger Dud? You must have some phobia. Other than banjos, you mean? <laughs> I, I do have another one, actually. I have a recurring fear that I'm trapped in an acoustic cowboy trio and I can't make a decent living. Hmm. <laughs> Boy, that's far-fetched. Not very. <laughs> what about you, Woody? Any phobias? Huh? Oh. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's, it's here somewhere. Uh, just a second. What, what page are we on? <laughs> This is contagious, isn't it? Page three of the John McEwen oh, yeah. bit. Oh, yeah, here it is, here it is. My, my phobia is that the script will be messed up and I'll miss a cue. <laughs> hey, it didn't used to be that. 
Where you changed the script on me this afternoon. Well, I... <laughs> well Joey, yeah. do you have a phobia? Ooh, Hulkaphobia. That's a bad one, too. Well, John, we've all bared our souls up here. What's your phobia? Well, ever since I've been on the road, uh, I think it's... I, I didn't talk to anyone about it, so this is... I feel like there's this reoccurring nightmare thing that happens that I'm attacked by a big green flaming monster from outer space. <laughs> Boy, that's rich. <laughs> uh, easy now, too, Slim. <laughs> Laughing at another cowboy's phobia would be the easy way. But, but it, it wouldn't, wouldn't be, be the cowboy way. Hmm. Well, Ranger Doug, what would be the cowboy way to get rid of a phobia? Well... You've got to walk right up to your phobia and stare it in the eye. You've got to poke it and prod it from all angles, and then, John, you've got to leave it there in the dirt by the side of the road. Uh, thanks. Thanks for the advice. Hey, no problem. Just another service of the idol of American youth. Saddle pals say so long to John McEwen. All right. Thank you. Riders Radio Theater is a mammoth radio picture production in association with WVXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in the Queen City of the West, Cincinnati, Ohio. Stay with the saddle pile. We'll be right back. Here's a little of the Woody Paul Western theme number 32. Riders Radio Theater is brought to you locally by Northgate Mall. Northgate Mall, 9501 Colerain Avenue. Back, Buckaroos and Buckarets, and you too, Woody Paul. You're listening to Riders Radio Theater. <laughs> and now, Riders Radio Theater. I have a, every... I have a new phobia here. <laughs> <laughs> Woody Paul will go to a key that no one anticipated. <laughs> Maybe we can work that out in therapy. Let's work on it. We now present the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode six of the exciting Western melodrama, Monster from Mystery Mountain. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, the villain Slocum created a fire-breathing fake fur-covered monster out of steel garbage cans, a flamethrower, and a few other odds and ends, including his henchman, Charlie. He then unleashed his horrible creation on a large crowd, attending a storytelling festival on Mystery Mountain. Unfortunately for Charlie, a leak in his flamethrower ignited his fake fur and turned him into a blazing ball of fire. 
Naturally, this panicked the crowd, and the next day, tales of the huge fire-breathing monster spread across the valley like a prairie wind, and it became the duty of the high sheriff, who was not at the festival and did not see the monster, to go in search of what he believed to be... Just a mass hallucination. But before he left town, he unwittingly told Slocum of his plans to take a dangerous, steep old dirt road up Mystery Mountain. Thus it was that as night fell drywall in his truck, Big Bertha, a normal pickup mounted on huge six-feet-high tires, was driving up Mystery Mountain. On one side of him was a sheer rock wall, on the other a 2,000 feet drop off. And that is when he ran out of gas. Good thing I've got a CB here. I'll radio Hammerhead service station for help. But Hammerhead refused to come up on Mystery Mountain at night, and so there was nothing for Drywall to do but put on his emergency brake, get out of the truck and chalk his tires, then get back in, lock the doors, and wait for morning. That's when it happened. What's that? Goodness. Oh. Who's there? Call me. Call me. What's going on? Time to find out what it's all as we now present episode six entitled Ghoulies, Ghosties, Long-Legged Beasties, and Things That Go <laughs> in the Night. Inside the big wheel pickup truck, drywall is too high off the ground to see what's jarring it. His only option is to roll a window down and look out. This is the high sheriff speaking to whoever's out there, and I order you to leave this truck alone. Uh, uh, uh. What an evil laugh. Who's there? Show yourself. Here I am. <laughs> oh, my stars and garters. That's a, a horrible monster. I'm having a mass hallucination. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm here by myself. Holy baloney. You're a real monster. Bingo, Papa. Oh. You're a real oh. ball of fire. And speaking of balls of fire, here's one for you. Oh, oh, oh no. It's a, it's a big green fire-breathing monster. I got to get out of here. I, I don't, I'll take off the emergency brake here. I'll take it out of gear. And, and since I'm on the side of the mountain, I should just roll right out of here. Why ain't I rolling? Oh, no. Oh, I chopped the front tires. What am I going to do now? The monster's going to roast me like a marshmallow and then probably eat me. <laughs> Think about it, neighbors. It is a terrible predicament the high sheriff is in. Just when it appears there is no hope, an amazing thing happens. In a far remote corner of the vast empty spaces between the high sheriff's ears, a tiny switch clicks on. And a single five-watt bulb dimly flickers to life. Yes, that rarest of rare events has just happened. I've got an idea. I'll use... Strategy on that monster. Uh, Mr. Monster? What? Whatever you do, I order you not to kick them rocks out from behind my front wheels. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, uh, I mean, no. I mean that. I mean it now. Because if you do, it'll mean the end to me for sure. I mean it. And in a far remote corner of the vast distances between Charlie's ears, a tiny switch clicks on. A single five-watt bulb lights up, and yes, that rarest of rare events has just happened, unbelievable though it may seem, again. Hey, I got an idea. He's doing it. He's doing it. Boy, monsters sure are stupid. Hold on, Bubba. Good work. I'm rolling away. Boy, what a great idea that was. I'm getting away from sure that this is great. Drywall's idea has indeed worked. The big wheels of the truck roll faster and faster down the steep, narrow, twisting road, and everything goes great. Until... 
Oh, no. Looks like I'm coming to Dead Man's Cliff. Oh, no, not Dead Man's Cliff. You missed it a thousand feet straight, dropped to the bottom. Anything but Dead Man's Cliff, I'll never make it. Oh, oh. He's absolutely right, of course. He doesn't make it. Oh, no. There is a quirk in the minds of melodrama villains that impels them to want to see the results of their evil. <laughs> Hey, that was pretty good. I'd really like to see the results of my evil. <laughs> see what I mean? Thus it is that a few seconds later, Charlie reaches the edge of Dead Man's Cliff and peers over the edge. Hey, there he is. Boy, he's got a long way down and still got a long ways to go. <laughs> it's going to be really something when he hits. Oh, darn it, I can't see the bottom. Lean out just a little more. As he leans further and further out over the edge of the cliff, Charlie, carrying an extra 80 pounds of metal on his upper body, is forgetting about a very important fact of life. Yes, gravity, not just a good idea, it's the law. <laughs> Meanwhile, High Sheriff and Big Bertha are about to hit bottom. But when they hit, they land on Big Bertha's gigantic tires and something incredibly astonishing happens. They bounce. Thanks to the fantastic PSI of each tire and Big Bertha's state-of-the-art suspension system, the tires give, but they don't burst, and High Sheriff Drywall finds himself flying high, back up in the air. On the way, he passes a tumbling Charlie. Good grief, that monster jumped off that cliff and was coming after me. Seconds later, Big Bertha comes to a soft, easy landing right back where she started from, the roadway by Dead Man's Cliff. And Drywall immediately puts the emergency brake on. Oh, I'll tell you what, these tires and this suspension system cost me a lot, but it's worth every penny of it. Uh-oh, when that monster's coming back up after me, I better get out and see if he is. While the high sheriff carefully gets out of his truck and most carefully makes his way to the edge of the treacherous cliff, Charlie is coming to the end of his fall. But Charlie has no big tires to cushion his fall, and his suspension system is anything but state-of-the-art. Oh, no. Let me out of this. Gotta get this stupid bottle off my head. There. Oh, hey, I'm okay. Uh, let's see if I can stand up. Yeah, yeah, I can. It's this metal monster suit held it together, and it, it must have saved me. Not bad. I fall off a mountain and nothing happens. What's that noise? I can't see what it is in the dark. I got some matches left here somewhere. Yeah. I'll just strike one of them and see what that noise is. Yeah, that's better. Oh, there's this trouble right there. The flamethrower fuel tank got a crack in it. Uh, just before uh, disaster strikes down below. Drywall reaches the edge of the cliff and looks down. Dang, it's too dark to see anything down there. Wait a minute. There's a little point of light all the way down on the bottom. <laughs> Holy moly! A UFO! A UFO stood down there and picked up that monster and carried him off. I gotta get in the town, notify the National Enquirer. I can't. I still ain't got no gas. Oh, maybe the story of the century, and I'm stuck up here in this mountain. Oh, stuck is right. What if they come back for me? For Pete's sake. Well, this night never end. Oh. Wearily, the high sheriff rejocks his tires, crawls back into the cab of his truck, locks the doors, and waits for dawn. <laughs> Meanwhile, rolling down a dark two-lane blacktop several miles away is a large, shiny tour truck bus with a big day-glow banjo painted on the side. <laughs> 
In the dark cabin of the big silver eagle, the dim glow from the dashlight reveals two people. The driver, and in the seat beside him, a haunted-looking, insomniac banjo player. Suddenly, an incredibly bright, glowing object roars past them and crashes just off the road in front of them. Stop the bus, Jess. Okay, John. Jess, what do you think you just saw? Oh, some kind of meteor or space debris, I guess. It looked like it looked like a green flaming monster to me. Now, John, this phobia of yours getting that way out of hand. We're we're driving across some godforsaken valley here in the middle of nowhere. This isn't never never land now. Get grip on yourself. There's no greed and flaming monsters around here. Open the door. Well, you're not going out there. Jess, open the door. All right, John. There's a tire iron under your seat. Hand it to me, will you? Oh, there you go. What you gonna do? I'm gonna take the good advice of a friend of mine. Yeah, be careful, John. Seconds later, the headlights of the bus reveal a tall, lanky figure with a banjo on his back and a tire iron in his hand, slowly approaching a lump of smoldering metal lying by the side of the road. Okay, you big flaming green monster, I'm ready to face you now. I'm going to poke and prod you, and I'm going to really look you over. Oh, oh, ow, hey, bud, quit poking and prodding me. <laughs> You're not really so tough, are you? Look, I've had a bad day. Leave me alone. Gladly. <laughs> so long forever. Hey, hey, buddy, I'm going to ride into town. Nope. My friend's advice was to poke you and prod you and then leave you in the dirt by the side of the road. Oh. He didn't say anything about a ride into town. Now, goodbye. I'm going to go get a good night's sleep. Oh. And without a backward glance, the stalwart banjo player returns to his bus. The door closes, and the bus drives off. From the roadside, a bruised and battered former phobia tiredly picks itself up, dusts itself off, and watches the red taillights as they disappear into the night. I just don't know how much more of this I can take. <laughs> how much more of this can Charlie take? Will High Sheriff Drywall ever make it safely down from Dead Man's Cliff? And why on earth is Slocum doing all this? To find the startling answers to these daring questions, you simply must be here. Same time, same station next week for Episode 7 of Monster from Mystery Mountain. <laughs> Entitled, Nightmare on Mystery Mountain, or It Was on Fire When I Sat Down on It. It's a phantasm of horror extremely dreadful melodrama you won't want to miss. And it's coming only to this theater of the mind. And now here again are Riders in the Sky, Joey the Cowpoke King, and Phobia Free, John McEwen. We are shamefully way behind time, but John... We got a song to do. Let's do it as much as we can of it. Well, I think we ought to do a traveling song because you and I and you guys got to do some traveling. We do some traveling. Key G, boys. Thank you, by the way. Been a good time, Doug. Been a great time, John. Let's do it again because it's the cowboy way. I am a pilgrim and a stranger Traveling through this wearsome land I've got a home in that yonder city Good Lord, and it's not 
made by man. I've got a mother, sister, and a brother who have gone to that sweet home. I just pray that I can go and see them, good Lord, over on that other shore. Now when I'm dead, laying in my coffin, laying in his coffin, all of my friends. Both of my friends all gathered round. We're gathered round. Sundor Products, the makers of Texan brand fruit juices, are proud to be the exclusive national sponsors of Riders Radio Theater. Texan pineapple juice is available at local grocery stores in the canned fruit section.